Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. My name is Su Chan, and you are listening to the Su Chan Show. So today's topic. Well, I guess first I want to say, hope you are all doing well, safe, um, healthy, and also you know entertained. I know that you know many of us are not going out like how we used to and everything. We're not getting the social interaction with our friends like how we used to. And the best part, you know, for me of my week is going to Target. That's where I see people and it makes me feel normal. The new normal is hanging out at Target and Walmart, Sam's, you know, Cup Foods. It's weird, but when I'm in Target and everything, it feels almost as if people don't care about coronavirus. It feels almost as if social distancing is not a thing. It's weird. Like, it's low-key, we all want to be away from people, but we're still brushing off people, like brushing shoulder to shoulder inside of the the aisles. And there's a small hint of maybe I shouldn't go here anymore, for me at least. But, you know, I like how I see people there. And when I look outside, sometimes I wonder, are people aware that there is actually this thing going on? But anyway, let's get on to the show. So today I'm going to talk about the air squat. Um, the air squat is a very basic, essential, and it's a good tool that you know we can all do at home, and we can all get better at doing it more and more. And it's a good assessment tool too. So for me, the air squat is one of the first things I have people do with. When, like if they're my clients, if you're listening to this and you're my client, you can assess this, that one of the first things we do is evaluate how you air squat. And in the traditional sense of like personal training and everything, there's a screening called FMS, the functional movement, I'm something, I forgot. But it's a test that you take people through to evaluate how well can they move. Do they have any limitations? Are they mobile enough? And the test that people actually use is the overhead squat. But I don't use that one because I already know most people cannot do an overhead squat with their hands overhead and then squatting. So we start with the air squat. So what is the air squat? The air squat itself, it's when you're standing about shoulder width apart and you're Hands are, arms are straight forward in front of you, keeping your chest up. Your back is nice and neutral. You break up the knees and hips at the same time and you squat down. So you sit down and you come back up. When you're also squatting, you want to make sure that your whole entire foot is on the ground. Your heels are not coming up. You're not falling over to the side or falling in front. Your chest is not concaving forward or like you're hunching over. You want to squat as deep as you can. And you also want to allow your knees to come out a little bit. Typically people, most people who I've trained, it's normal for the knees to kind of come out a little bit and their feet to be externally rotated, meaning pointing outwards uh, a small degree. So that's a brief overview of a basic bodyweight squat. And I take all my clients through this because it shows me what's activating and what's not activating. And even if I have someone who's experienced in um, like squatting and when I see them, we, we still evaluate the air squat because it can help fix other issues down the line. For example, if 
you are squatting and your heels come up. And, you know, that just shows me that you have tightness in the ankles. And so if you have tightness in the ankles, most likely when you squat off the bar, your heels will come up and you won't feel the targeted muscle groups like the quads, the glutes. Um, yeah, so the air squat is used to assess all these things. It exposes all these issues that can come up. So why should we do it? We should do the air squat because we want to... I know a lot of you guys want to develop quads, glutes, nice looking legs, toned body. And then from a from my stance of a trainer, it's a big compound movement, meaning it's multi-joint. There's multiple joints involved. It's a good exercise that works on many muscles at one time. And we when we actually start working out, we prioritize the big muscle groups down to you know the one or two muscle groups. The term is compound movements and then uh, isolation movements. So what I typically see wrong when people do the air squat is, I, I already talked about this, but their heels come up. And another one is when they're squatting, they're almost doing a good morning. And it's like, they feel like they're going deep, but they're not because their chest is lowering to like, you know, touch their knees. And, but then their butt's still like sticking up a little bit. And so that shows me that maybe it's a hip mobility issue or a um, ankle mobility issue. And most times it could be a low back issue. Like they just don't have the proper awareness of how to move and the mobility to keep a chest upright. Most times when I see this, we put um, like plates under the heels so that it's increased by a couple inches. And that usually fixes the problem. And they, most of my clients and students they express that they can feel their quads more and their glutes more. Some, if some of you don't know, quads are like your thighs, the front part, and glutes are your butt, your butt muscles. Another issue I see a lot is people hunch over a lot. And this isn't just due to you know your mobility, but it's because it's a movement that your body learns to replicate. Meaning when you're sitting all the time and when, you, when you're walking, most people are slightly hunched over, their shoulders are rounding forward, they're kind of, you know, hiding their chest away almost. And this shows up in the squat. They don't have the ability to retract or squeeze together their shoulder blades to keep their chest up and open and to keep their arms up. And so what happens here is when that lowers, and if you have a bar on your back, the bar will lower and then it will actually... Some people experience pain in the neck because they aren't able to have a a neutral spine. And so the third, so I guess how do we fix this, right? A lot of it is stretching and corrective exercises like uh, reverse cable rows, but doing it in a way where you know, you're actually squeezing the scapulas together. That's the shoulder blade. And doing a bunch of other exercises. Everyone needs something a little different. But when someone has a kyphosis or a uh, hunchback when they're squatting, it's typically due to just poor movement pattern over you know, the years of working, um, sitting at a desk all day, going to school and just sitting. And so it's a movement pattern that you have to be conscious of. It's like walking up straight. And then the third most common thing that I see when people are squatting 
is that their knees cave in. So we don't want the knees to cave in because that actually doesn't activate the glutes. It kind of puts all the pressure into the quad. And we don't want to do that because that will actually limit your ability to squat a lot of weight. And when you're squatting like that with just the air squat, you're teaching your body to be comfortable in that movement. And so like when you're jumping, you will jump with your knees caving in. And when you're going up the stairs, your knees will cave in. And we don't want to do this because we want to actually use the big muscle groups first before we start using these small muscles. And so like the big muscle groups for this would be the quads and the glutes. And it helps extend, meaning um, meaning it helps you stand up. And so one exercise that I have people do with this is strapping a resistance band around your knee or your ankles and then doing side shuffles, slow side shuffles with your knees opened and pointing outwards a little bit, almost like a crab. You're performing a crab walk side to side and this should activate your mid glute. So it's like the really upper part of your butt. And this will help you externally rotate, meaning pushing the knees out, pointing them out a little bit. And then when you squat like this too, you will feel that inner glute muscle activate and it will help you actually do better in the squat. And the biggest part of the air squat that we all have to work on that most people who I have worked with, they all have poor ankle mobility. And that's just due to not using, you know, the full range of motion of our ankles. Some people have really locked ankles. And so with these folks, we might not ever do a full squat. And that's okay. But for most people, we have to stretch our ankles more. We have to introduce our ankles, our feet, uh, calves and everything to different ranges of motion so that they can get used to these uh, different ranges. The rule of thumb with movement, with uh, range of motion and mobility is if you don't use it, you lose it. And that's true to, you know, if you don't work out for a long time, you lose the muscle. It's expensive to have this muscle around. And if your body doesn't need to, you know, stretch, doesn't need this extra range, the body just doesn't prioritize it. And then we just lose the mobility. And so when people come to me and we use the front squat or not the front squat, the air squat to assess their movement, I can already tell that most, most times I can tell that ankle mobility will be an issue. And if we don't fix this, then when we actually squat, it will show up and then we can actually get hurt. But that's not to say that we can't go and do the back squat. Because we, there are other ways around this that we can still use it to get strong. And interestingly, we can improve our mobility by doing performing these movements. So that means trying to do air squats properly will help increase your mobility. Doing back squats without any weight 
go all the way down and all the way back, slow and controlled, will improve your mobility. Another thing that I want to say is when I have people first come to me and when I teach them how to squat, I always teach them barefoot. I always have people try to grip the ground with the feet, try to really feel the weight of their body and the weight of the floor pushing back. I want people to feel the balance, a balanced foot when they're squatting. And most times, some issues show up because their feet are not like really gripping the ground. They, their feet are not, they don't have the proper mechanics of their feet. Meaning, you know, when they squat, the inner side of their foot kind of caves in. And that can actually lead to the heels, I mean, the knees caving in. And so there's a lot of technical things that we need to look at. But when you're at home, it's very easy to just go into a squat and try to lift up the arches of your foot. That's an easy way to actually feel if you're gripping the ground or if you can or can't uh, move your arches up and you have no mobility to actually do that or not. So next time you try to do the air squat, try to be more mindful about how your feet are placed. How low are you going? Do you feel comfortable in this position? The air squat should be a very comfortable position where, where you can sit like that for like a minute or two. You should also think about where you feel the tension. Is it in your quads, your glutes, the outer part of your quads, the inner part of your quads? Do you feel unstable? How does your back feel? How does your chest feel? How does your thoracic part of your spine? How does it feel that you're trying to really pop the chest open? And you should also be looking straight ahead. So that's what I typically take my clients through in an air squat. If you guys have any questions, please let me know. Um, I would love to answer any questions that you have. And if you like this episode, please like and subscribe. And I will do more videos like this.